Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya, Kaya FM. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Just after 20 past 8 and I've been warming up for a while. She finally gets to speak. Every time I've said her name, she's kind of has looked up and we thank her so much for her time. The president of Netball South Africa, the president uh, as of late last year of Netball Africa as well and one of the shining lights of sports administration here in South Africa. Oh, Cecilia, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for joining us here on Kaya. Thank you, Musin. Thank you for this opportunity. Let's start at the beginning. You always say you have an advantage because you played netball, you were an umpire, and now you're an administrator, and you feel that's what has given you an advantage. But where did the love for netball start? The love for netball started when I was at school, obviously. You know, when you're forced because of your height to play the sport, and then you tend to develop, because I was forced to play a lot of things. I was forced, I was forced to run, um, I was forced to to do drum measures. I was forced to do volleyball, softball, anything that you can ever think of, athletics. So, but netball, you know, when I went to the university, I think that's where the real love started. Mm-hmm. When I wanted to 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 belong somewhere at the university, because I didn't want just to go there to study and then don't do anything. Because I believe I always knew that sports, you know, goes 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 way long with education and when you study and play at the same time you get your mind working better which university is this university of the north oh uh, it's Tef. called limpopo Te- montobia okay Tef. okay yes. yes 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 so you fall in love with netball there yeah. and uh where does the netball journey then take you oh it took me to places it took me places when I started there, I was still okay. I went to university when I was sixteen years old. So sure, you can, yeah, you were you quite young, huh? Yeah. So I played for the under nineteen of the Fierenwurt at mm-hmm. the time. So then after that, I played for Limpopo Central at Fierenwurt. I was the first time I was discovered by Netball South Africa after the amalgamation in nineteen ninety four. When it happened, I was there. I was part of that that journey. Because I was a player at that time, then we 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 went to for for Limpopo Central when it changed the names. Remember the names we keep on changing, because mm-hmm. it was Northern Province, you know all those things. So it changed with names. Then it went to Limpopo. As I was playing, then I decided there's this uh, white woman. Um, I call her Mayvet Ma. She knows Valerie Bosch. Um, and I, she says to me, you know what? I see you playing you good. Why don't you take your skills and pass them on to, to young girls? And I'm like, no, I'm not a coach. She says, no, try. You know, come with me on sessions. She called me for several sessions. The other session I met Dumisa Nishawuke. Because oh. she was coaching with Dumisa Nishawuke. Was playing at Capricorn High School. Then she says to me, I've got this tall girl. Arrogant as ever. Has talent. But let me tell you something, very lazy. And I know you can make it not to be lazy. When I got there, Dumisan was playing goalkeeper. And I'm like, she is so slow for my liking for a goalkeeper. <laughs> so why did you put Dumisan on goalkeeper? She needs those reflexes to be able you to, know, yeah. I said, just take this woman forward. And the moment I took her and taught her how to shoot, she got into the SA schools team under 16. The very same year I converted Dumisan from goalkeeping to shooting 
she made the team. And then, you know, I, I, I had to produce a lot of players, you know, both confident club that that played for 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 UJ and that played for UJ when she was in UJ and whatever. She was also an under sixteen that I produced. But Betty Mudipa, under sixteen player that I produced in Capricorn High School. When I left Capricorn, it went all day till today. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened. But anyway, <laughs> That's a story for another day. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. So it went like that and I started coaching the district team then went to the provincial team being a player coach at the same time and then i became a coach president you know then i was made to choose between being president of limpopo and then to be the coach then you know limpopo people begged me to say you know since you took over netball in limpopo we are seeing light at the end of the tunnel so please don't choose coaching we know it's your passion you love it you did your pcds with sasko um you know you did your coaching science with with ita and you've got nq level six certificates for those things but you know we understand you coaching is your passion but please we want you to lead us that's when I started taking, you know, administration seriously. Then boom, comes Netball South Africa. People says, we want to vote for you. And when I went to those championships in August in Durban, my aim was just to go to an APG workshop. APG web- workshop just okay. Then people start approaching me. Then this is the story that you see today. And the rest is history. Yeah, bro. It's the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9. We're speaking to Netball South Africa President Cecilia Molokwane, uh, sharing a little bit of her journey with us as uh, we get to, we try to learn from some of her wisdom and importantly, some of her journey. Sometimes it's better to learn from another's mistakes than from my own so that I don't have to repeat them. And she's here to share that with us. And we often think that the journey of a player, or we can empathize a little bit more with the journey of a player when they say, no, I'm playing netball. Netball is not a fully professional sport in South Africa. I'm working on the one hand, and on the other hand, I'm trying to play netball. But we don't often think of the coaches and the administrators who are faced with the same challenge uh, because many of South Africa's sports, with the exception of the big three, cricket, football, rugby, and maybe athletics, uh, depending on what you do, it's still semi-pro at best, amateur at worst. So how are you, as Cecilia, then able to say, right, I need to go for a course at, at ETA, Exercise and Training Authority. I need to do. I need to go for a weekend block at SASCOG. I've got an exam. I need to do this whilst I'm still keeping a job, whilst I'm attending AGMs, whilst I'm doing all of that. How did you do that? It's only passion that drives you. I'm one person, when I dream about something, I want to make it come true. I'm dreaming of making netball professional, turning it to be professional. Fully professional. Fully professional. Yes, we are semi-professional. The worst amateur, we are there. And I cannot say we are not there because I'll be lying. So I'm saying being a leader, being where I'm from and knowing how it takes to put your energy, your mind and soul into something and never achieve the dream. It's not going to happen. So to us is, let's make sure that netball South Africa becomes like cricket South Africa, becomes like rugby South Africa, becomes like football South Africa. Not in the administration side, but I mean on the professional side. Uh, let me let me be, yeah because uh, they're the they they not challenged. on the playing field or whatever. <laughs> let's let's just let's just put it that way. Because mm. I think from rugby we are we are the second best team in the country in terms of performance. Yeah, in terms I'm talking performance now. So that's what I'm saying. Let me not talk about those ones. Let me just talk about the professionalism of of being a, a federation. 
And I think as, as, as the biggest female federation in the country, we deserve that. We truly deserve it. It's time for women. Let people come out there and say, we want to work with the women. We want to sponsor the women. We want the women to live the life that the, the, the football boys are living. I mean, our girls wake up in the morning, go to work, come back in the afternoon, train, and you go home, cook, and do all those things. You know what? It, it has to stop. At, at a certain stage, it just has to stop that we are also professional and girls wake up in the morning, go to the netball fields, play netball, train hard, like the bong, like the Carlas, what they are doing overseas, you know, mm-hmm. the Pumza Mawenis. Let it come to South Africa. We can do it. I believe we've got the capability in this country and the skills to do it. And, and on doing it, the, those, some of those steps have already been taken. Uh, we've had uh, partnerships with Telcom. Um, before that, there was Brutal Fruit and uh, there were lots of sponsors who came on board just before the Netball World Cup. Uh, the question is, how do, did we get those and how do we then sustain them for this next four years? Because there's a lot of excitement in the lead up to a World Cup, which then dies down immediately when you touch down at, uh, oh, okay, here's your million, here's your million, yes. Uh, but now uh, back to business as usual. So how do you intend to sustain that? Uh, you, your dream is to make netball fully uh, professional. What are the steps uh, that need to be taken in these next four years, one by one, to get there? I'm happy you, you, you told us, you, you talked about the partnership. You don't talk about sponsors. We believe people that are working with us are our partners, not our sponsors. Because the moment we, we, we take them as partners, we know that the journey that we want to, to go through and the, the, the dream of going through 2023, the biggest one, the World Cup and preparing, they will all play part in everything that we are doing. And truly speaking, SPA is good for netball. They have been there with us for so many years. And I don't think SPA is one sponsor that can leave us now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it has been there and it has shown that. We are making sure that we, we, we make our partners happy. So as at the end of the day, when we tell them this is what we want to do, building towards 2023, they can go with us. I mean, Telcom is, has renewed with us, you know. We will t- say the big news on the 31st of March at the launch on how many years of renewal and everything. But he has renewed with us to say, Netball, we want to work with you. We want to be with you. And I and understand that Multi-Choice is as well. There's a partnership being yes, coming up schools. next to the schools. Netball. Yes. yes, it's Netball South Africa, Multi-Choice and schools. You see, we're growing and we... Another dream is to have a netball TV dedicated channel. Okay, tell us more. You know, that's what we, we, are, we are negotiating with Supersport to say we want netball to have a dedicated TV, you know, channel in Supersport to say this is what we want netball players to when they at home, those that want to, to learn, remember. If you are a player, you learn from other players. So you, when you see them playing, whatever, they must just open up a TV channel and say, okay, I want to watch netball and they'll, work, and they'll watch netball. I told Supersport, the content, don't worry, is there. It's out there. Mm-hmm. We'll give it to you. So those are the things that we are trying to do to make sure that building towards 2023, it's not only about hosting, but the big thing that we most of the time forget, the performance of the team. Because mm-hmm. we cannot host and the team doesn't perform. <sighs> Today I was just watching some videos of 2010. It's been 10 years and we hosted and we became the first team not to make it past the group stages after hosting a World Cup. Uh, unfortunately, it is now we go down in history. We will always have that shame with us. Um, but you're right. The performance of the team then becomes becomes very important and also the support for the sport. Over the years, 
there was always this idea whenever you speak to uh, people on the commerce side of things that women's sports doesn't sell. No one wants to go and watch but we've seen with netball in particular over the last three or four years packed arenas uh, the quad series uh, even some of the the national champs but in particular the quad series we've seen good crowds coming in to watch netball so i want to understand from you as the president of netball south africa driving this process as cecilia Mulekwani, what did you do to get bums on seats for people to watch netball we took netball back to the people we decided we're taking netball back to the people because when we took over there were some things that are happening in netball that i was not happy with as a council member and i i don't complain i always say be the change you want to see. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some examples? I mean, without mentioning names and... Uh, okay, we had... we had The Ch- SA Championships was only played by provinces. No districts were there. Mm-hmm. So we decided, no, we're going to take it back to the people. The SA Champs, as it was before in, in previous years, so many years back, it was like that. So everybody builds, believes that they belong to Nepal. And I made a plea to say, everybody who was in Nepal before, come, let's build Nepal together. Let's walk on this journey together because I believe you left Nepal for other reasons. There's new leadership now. Come, let's see what the new leadership can do. And people really gave us that opportunity and they changed. And they came in numbers. And we started, you know, making something that was not that much used in netball to make people pay to come to stadiums to watch netball that must have been difficult it was it was because of we were thinking if we don't make them get used to that it's going to be a problem because world cup is not free it's not at all free so when we say come to cape town come and watch the games in in liverpool we were buying tickets through sessions, eh? So it was this first session, morning session and the afternoon session. So people must get used to that because if you're not used to that, we're going to have a problem. So we, I said to, to them, you know what? Change is something that is not, you know, acceptable. It's not easy. It's not even easy. But you know what? It has to be. I said there's nothing in life that is permanent like change. So it has to be there. Not easy as it is and not acceptable as people take it, but we need to have the change and change the people's mindset. And I said... What was the price? Do you remember? When you first started, were you charging them 10 rand? 20 rand. Just so the idea of paying. Yes. It was just 20 rand. And when you went to Liverpool, it was 60 pounds, a ticket. 60 pounds. Wow. Wow. And... So, so you that, can convert. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that also shows something. You are bet- betraying yourself here. Because... It shows that even then, before 2019, whenever that, when was that? When you started making people pay? 2018. So in 2018, you were already planning to host a World Cup in 2023. Yes. And you didn't, you hadn't been awarded that yet. No, not at all. It's long-term planning. Yes. Talk to me about the importance of long-term planning in sports administration. It's something that we have started to kind of get, but it is not something we have gotten 100% right. Uh, when you meet others who have had the opportunity of, you know, for years have been doing sports, they will tell you about eight-year cycles. Some will even go as far as 16 and 20-year cycles. And we are still working, okay, four years, what can we get there, or three or two years? So uh, how did you 
with the team around you because of course you're not working alone mm. begin to get people to say guys let's think a little bit further let's even think for after we are gone for 2030 or 2027 how did you get that mind shift change in the team around you and then also do the work to get that done you know when you go in as a leader you must also first have your own goals and if you don't have them and have tell you must tell yourself that you know if i go there you must have your short term medium term and long term so what we did is I remember when I said to the executive members the other day, um, we had an executive meeting. I said, ladies, let's not think 2023 because 2023 to me is just around the corner. Let's think vision 2031. I know I'll never be, believe you me, Musi, I'll never be there in 2031. But we must think for 2031 mm-hmm. to say, what is the legacy that will live after us? And how would we leave netball sustainable? So as when we left, we say, this is what we have. And so we've got plans. And now we're even reviewing the mission and vision of, of netball South Africa. Because I believe what it was said then and now, they don't go hand in hand. They don't correlate. So I said, let's do this. And then we have plans of now, four-year plan, and then we've got an eight-year plan, and then you know, a 12-year plan. Mm-hmm. So as we can move forward to say, this is how we're going to move in. This is how we, we see ourselves in the future. Because I was telling people, look, some people in the provinces, they love netball so much that they can resign in their, in their, in their provinces. So why don't you even go to extent of even franchising this telecom league thing to make sure that this is the long-term that plans that we have mm-hmm. to, to make this... You know, so that it operates thing? like a professional yes, team, I hear it you. It operates yeah. like a, profe- a, a professional team. So this is what we're doing to say, guys, this is the bigger picture in netball. Because we, we, we must run it as a business. Mm. And then yes. also it frees you of the whole responsibility because if yes. Musiburi decides, yeah, he buys a franchise, then it's up to him to make the money yes. and you have whatever certain constitution there to which I must abide. Uh, but it's a different kind of thinking. It's a new kind of thinking. And mm. I guess the point of being a leader is to get people to buy into that vision and to work towards it. 86 if you would like to talk uh, to Netball South Africa, President Cecilia Molokwane, who's on studio, tonight sharing a wonderful conversation with us i can't believe uh, time is where it is at 20 to 9 here but uh, we also have some questions people are hitting me up on twitter i'm at musi whitehead musibudi whitehead on uh, facebook and the gram uh, mother of ttm at zandile mot says uh, please ask oh cecilia what did hazel kumete help her in her netball career as i once saw her in a pick with her and i think uh, you kind of touched on it earlier on. Yeah, Usis Hazel was one of the people that we looked up to. She was a player. We worked together. I think when I did my first level too, she's the one who was doing the con, who was running the course. And we, we I had an opportunity of working with Sis Hazel, you know, as a player and as a coach. So really people like her inspire us. I mean, I was inspired by people like her to say, if they can be up there and do that, why can't I do it? And that was during the apartheid days as well. Yes. Huh? So yes. during very difficult times. <laughs> Inspired, she says she was by uh, Hazel Kumete. And uh, we can take more of your tweets at Musi Whitehead here, uh, where you can um, you can find me. Uh, oh, he's, uh, David Malindi is challenging us to run the Daredevil run. That's on Friday, the one with the Speedos. We're not talking about uh, <laughs> testicular cancer right now. You speak then about 2031, which is uh, a nice place to look 
forward. What then is your message to ordinary South Africans, many of whom maybe will only know about netball from their child playing netball at school, especially the men, you know, maybe ah, my daughter plays netball, but I don't really much know much about it. I consider myself a, a football person. Here's the Netball World Cup coming around in 2023. What's in it for me? What would you like from South African society. We saw the excitement around 2010, the 2003 Cricket World Cup. Those of us who are old enough, Rugby World Cup in 1995. What are you hoping for, for netball? Excitement also in 2023. The same, remember, this is not a netball South Africa World Cup. It's a South African Mm -hmm. World Cup. Mm-hmm. It is an African World Cup. So the very same support that we we saw in 2010. Let's let's see it in 2023. The socks on the mirrors. Yes, everything. Let's see all those things happening in 2023. I mean, the first time that a female-dominated sport hosts the World Cup on the African soil in South Africa. That should be exciting enough. And you know what? If you want to watch a sex, sexy, you know, and... Very athletic. High-paced. High-paced game. Please watch netball. You'll enjoy it. Watch it once. You might not understand the rules, but watch it once, twice, thrice. You'll be an expert in netball, and you'll love it. And if you want to love netball more, please come to our games. Go to any game, and you'll see. Let's start doing that in our own you know, space where we are. Don't even try and say, I want to go to where the, the spa portiers are playing. Look at your own own districts playing, own clubs playing in, in your in your area and province and then you we come up to you know to the national team. But let's start it there and you know begin it it also say charity begins at home. Exactly. And you can follow them for more information about what's coming up, what's happening in your area, in your district. It's uh, at netball underscore SA on Twitter. Otherwise uh, there's a link there which is shared netball dash sa.co.za is where you can find uh, all their information about uh, netball south africa lastly i mean one of the important tools to sell the 2010 world cup here in south africa really was marketed as an african world cup the mm-hmm. first football mm-hmm. world cup on african soil and this is no different you are also in the fortunate position of being the yeah. president of netball africa uh is that the same then? Are, are we also saying to our brothers and sisters on the continent, a lot has changed since 2010, but are we saying this is your World Cup too? We're saying that. You know what won us the bid was we said it's an African, you know, tournament. It's not an, it's not as, yes, it is South African World Cup, but it involves the whole of Africa. And you know, when we sold it, we sold it so nicely to say, you know, South Africa is the Hollywood of Africa. Ach. <laughs> yes, and Cape Town is what? I don't know. Yo. Monte Carlo or whatever. <laughs> no, Cape Town is the city to be at. Remember, you can sell Cape Town. Yes. The only thing that I think will sell Cape Town, that will sell anything in the world, is the Robben Island. Mm-hmm. When you talk Robben Island, and you talk the 27 years that they, our, you know, that I was there for, I mean, it, it takes everybody's breath away. You know it's worth it to go to Cape Town. You owe it to Tata Mandela. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for. We've spoken about the ups. uh, We've spoken about the successes. So I'll leave it on one note. There's someone listening out there who's thinking, I'm trying with this thing. I've got a little team wherever I am, whether it's a football team or I'm trying to get these network girls to practice and whatever. What is 
would you say what is the one quality that you have had that has allowed you to overcome adversity because we see the results and we clap hands but we're not seeing the boardroom battles, the phone calls, the sabotage, the mm. voting. And this is politics at the end yes. of the day. Whether it's sports politics, it's still mm. politics. And you need a thick skin. So what is that one quality that to a young person listening that admires you as Rorisang Matia says, a phenomenal leader, that's what he calls you here on Twitter. That person who's sitting there admiring you, uh, what is that one quality that is important for to make a success of a life as a sports administrator? Patience. Have patience. Moreover, learn to listen to people and consult the people. You cannot lead the people and not consult nor listen to them. And you must have patience because things come in different forms, different directions. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, absorb everything that comes to you but if you are patient and you're trying that team that you're talking about i tried a team when i started my rising stars club mm-hmm. in mankwing it was only five players and that ball is played by seven players i had to go out there and look for the extra two players now rising stars has more than 80 players so you tell yourself that when you have patience be as patient as an eagle you know, an eagle, when it sees something down there, it will go up there and you know, turn around so many times. Mm-hmm. So many times. But it knows that its goal is to get that thing down there. So be like an eagle. You'll get what you want. Beautiful. And she's the first one to talk about patience. They always <laughs> say determination, uh, patience. Wow, we learned something for that. Cecilia Mulogwane, President of Netball South Africa and President of Netball Africa, thank you so much for your time. All the best with uh, this next four years, but more importantly, all the best as you build towards 2031. And hopefully uh, you'll leave a lasting legacy. When we talk about professional netball in uh, 12, 15 years' time, this work will have been done now. Thank you so much. Thank you. With God, everything is possible. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.